Hello, basketball fans, and welcome to another edition of the Hoopjack Podcast Series. You know us, you love us. It's Chris and Jake, and I am so glad it's Friday. It's been a long week. Yeah, it's been a long week. It's been too long, and we're we're back at it with another show with with another episode, and we're just gonna get right into it. Our this day in history. Um, Jake, what do you have for this day in history? Today was a pretty slow day in history. Um, really, though, we got four 50-point performances. We had one in 2020. Chris Middleton scored 51 points in a 20-point win over the Wizards. Kyrie Irving scored 55 out of his team's 99 points in a five-point win over the Trailblazers. And then Wilt Chamberlain had a pair of 50-point games. One, he scored 59, and the other one, he scored 50. So all things considered, pretty slow, pretty slow, uh, pretty slow day in history. And the only other thing that I see um, that happened in, on this day in 1976, the Atlanta Hawks began a 28-game road losing streak. 28 games. 28-game road losing streak. That is almost every almost every road game. Yeah, more that's than, pretty more, impressive. More than half of the road games. Yeah, that's really, really impressive. To just go out on that, on that note. Right, so, yeah, slow day. So, hopefully, once February hits, even, I mean, we're getting near the end of January. So, once February hits, we'll get right into it. But uh, one of the big news right now is the All-Star lineup, the starters, I've looked at the roster. I'm intrigued on the west side. The east side, you know, it, the, everyone looks deserving. The east is okay. The, the west is the east okay. The west is a little west. questionable. The west is two parts questionable. I, my first part is Andrew Wiggins. Why? Why? How is Andrew Wiggins a starter? This is a prime example that the voting. It's for the, the all-star game is defective it's the fan vote and what i don't understand he doesn't have the numbers to be a starter so the way i see it he's the fourth best player we'll call okay well all like we're gonna i'm gonna build him up as best as i can here he's the third best player on the second best team in the conference but right. he's an all-star starter riddle me that up it, it does not add up. And, you know, I, I don't like to say people got snubbed without saying who sh- who made it that shouldn't have. You know, because someone can't be snubbed if everybody who made it is deserving. But I don't think Andrew Wiggins is deserving. I don't think I don't think he's a deserved starter. No. He's having probably what I, I would call this the best year of his career. I'm really happy that he's playing well, but he's not. But he's not he's a starter. not an all-star starter. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. Neither is freaking John Morant. Not yet. Not, okay. So Not over Chris Paul. Okay. Not over okay. Devin Booker. I, I, uh, ooh. I, I get it. I think the reason I believe you're saying this is because he's he's been out. He's missed a lot of games, and he has not. Like, when, when LeBron is out, the Lakers struggle. Durant is out. The Nets are struggling. If Jokic was out, the Nuggets would be in the lottery. When John Morant was out, 
their season turned around. His team is good with or without him. He is not an all-star starter yet. He's an all-star. Just not but a he star. is not an all-star starter. Why is he on the team, but the team with the best record in the NBA doesn't have an all-star starter? So here's so here's my question, and we can we can debate about this all day, and we probably will. Um, is one, and I've I've mentioned this before. Is the is social media and the fan vote ruining deserving players who who are should should have that role? It should have. I don't think the fans should have if they have a say. It should be marginal, but Andrew Wiggins, I don't, I just don't think he deserves it. I don't think he deserves that. Golden ball. State has a huge oh. following. So, so we've talked Andrew Wiggins. You're look at John Moran as far as he has not been around, and his team, with like you said, with or without him, is not. It doesn't matter. He's missed 25 percent of the season. Right. I think at that point, it's the same as, you know, Zion not being eligible for rookie of the year. When you miss, when you miss for an award like that, when you miss even half or a quarter of the season, that should make you invalid. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. You have to play to be deserving. You have to play. Kyrie has played six games and he got votes. Ben (laughs) Simmons has not played one second and he got a vote. So from, it, from the players, from the players' vote, Kyrie got two, Ben Simmons got one. I bet he voted for himself. I, I said players. He's a sitter. I feel like he voted for himself. He probably did. But at the but at, okay, if you were to replace John Morant and Andrew Wiggins, you're 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 switching a guard and a forward. Who yeah, would you so pick? And who would you Morant, pick and why? I would switch Chris Paul because he's the best player on the best team. I think he is probably second or third on most people's MVP ballots right now. Based off of what he did last year and what he's doing this year, he proved last year wasn't a fluke. It wasn't because there was injuries. Phoenix is a really good team, and he's the best player. He is the most clutch fourth quarter player in the NBA. He deserves it. No lifetime achievement. He's earned it. John Morant hasn't really done much that his team hasn't done without him. He's putting up good numbers, yeah. But he, he Chris Paul is the best player on the best team. Right. And then I am taking I'm taking Andrew Wiggins out. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably putting in you could make the argument for Brandon Clark, just because the forward spot is weak in the West right now. With Davis missing most of the season, the forward spot is pretty weak right now. Brandon Clark is a guy who I could see being on there, but Rudy Gobert. Why? Yeah. That, why I, is he not on there? Thinking about Rudy Gobert because why he's he listed as a center. He can't be on as a forward. I think. I think they need to. I think they need to make that adjustment where if it's power forward center, that they they play both positions at a point where. Height at this point doesn't matter. He can play power yeah. forward and center, but it's you list him. But it's it, it doesn't matter. But you put him as a center. It's hard to compete. I mean, even I would say Anthony Edwards. I would even put Anthony Edwards on the team over 
Andrew Wiggins. I would put Brandon Ingram on the team over Andrew Wiggins. There's a few people that are just better than him that didn't get it. So, so now, I mean, the starters wise, the West is really questionable. The East was perfect. East is solid, yeah. The East was, you know, Kevin Durant gonna be injured. They'll probably you know, at that time they might have to fill in that spot. You know, I, I think to fill Kevin Durant's spot, it has to be somebody from Miami. I would put, but you know, Jimmy Bam, Butler's missed a Jimmy lot. Butler. Bam, Bam has, has missed, missed a lot. lot. Bam has missed a lot. I mean, honestly, I, I would give the nod to Tyler Hero, just because as he's a star, he's the yeah. Just because he's the most consistent player on the best team in the East. He's not missing games. He's putting up good numbers. He's impacting winning because the Heat are in first and they haven't had a full team but for like six, seven, eight games this year. Because we, if, if we're going to hold games against um, John Wait. Morant, we got to be consistent, right? Yeah. So we have to hold it against Jimmy Butler. We have to hold it against Bam. I, w- I would give the nod to Tyler Hero, but it has to come from the Heat. And they haven't listed the reserve the reserves yet, so it'll be interesting who gets snubbed. But it's- some of the some of the locks, I feel, and we can we can write this down. I'm gonna write this down. Who we believe, as far as the reserves go, are locks or could be the potential because they have how many reserves? It'd be how many reserves on that team? Um, I think I believe it's eight. Eight on each team. Yeah, I think it's eight. I think they get twelve people on each team. So whatever we'll, the math would be on. We'll that. go. We'll go by conference. We'll start. We'll start with the East. We know the five. Who would be your Oof, let's first, see. first reserve? Who would be your first reserve? Let me see here. Let, let's work through some of the best teams. I'm thinking you got to go with Jimmy Butler. Um, you got to go Bradley Beal. Okay. Probably Jason Tatum. Um, would you take, on. would you take Brown? If you take Tatum, no, I don't you, think I would take Brown. You wouldn't take Brown on that list? I don't think so. So, so Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum. So, okay, Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, I'm going Jimmy Butler. I'm going Drew Holiday. I'm going Chris Middleton. Um, DeMontis Sabonis. You got, you got two more. Uh, let me see here. Would you go LaMelo? Would you put Ball in there? I'm going Darius Garland. I don't think I would go LaMelo yet. Really? But yeah. Darius Garland is 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 really nice. And then I'm going to go Oh, no. I'm going to I'm going to take Sabonis off actually. And I'm going to go Harden and Levine. As my last two. The e- the East is a lot deeper this year. There's going to be some snubs, but there's not going to be anybody who makes it that's not deserving. Okay, so here, here's here's everything. I agree, Beal, because I would go Beal. I would go Tatum. I would add Jalen Brown. He's been having a great year so far. 
and I only see it going up. Even though the Celtics right now are at the eighth spot, he's been playing well with that team. He's had a hotter start than Tatum. Tatum's caught up, but Jalen Brown has been putting up really solid numbers. My hesitation with any Celtics player, I'm I'm, I'm putting Tatum on there just because he's, I mean he he's a he's a rising star. It's it's Boston. Like I just think he's gonna make it. I, but they don't win. They're not winning. They're underperforming. So I I don't want to put any Celtics player on there. So I'm definitely not putting two. Here, I add Garland too. I would I would add Holiday as well to go along with that. I would add LaBello simply because, like, I mean, you like you said, Charlotte's 27-22 sitting at the seventh spot. He's been playing well on a team that's, right now in the middle of the pack in the East because the East is still strong with Miami, Chicago, Cleveland, Brooklyn sitting there, Philly, Milwaukee. They're they're going to be the top six no matter what. And, right you know, now, this this might be the first year that we can un, like unarguably hands down say that the East is a better conference than the West. I think this is the first time we can say that since ever. No, yeah. since probably the 90s. Because, um, like, the Lakers are, what, 8th, 7th right now with a losing record? 24-25? And then you've got the Hornets, 5 games above 500 at the Okay, spot. and then, so I have Beal, Tatum, Brown, Garland, Holiday, LaMelo. My last two, and you're probably going to give me some, some flack for this. I'm going Van Vliet and Siakam. See. Van Fleet is injured right now, so I don't think he can be in there. Like they might, and then replace him. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not counting somebody who's injured. And I, I just. I'm not sold on Siakam yet. I want to put. I would put. You know what? I'll take. I'll take Van Fleet off, and I'll put Levine. But I'm still confident Siakam should be on that reserve list for the East. There's nobody else. There's really not. I would put Van, but he's been injured. Yeah. I just don't think Siakam is is that great. Because you, right. I mean, you you left Middleton off the list. I left Middleton off the list because you have Holiday. Unless you want, I would replace Middleton with Holiday. I, I would put all three on there. You would put all three on there. I would put all three. I mean, if the mm-hmm. it's like the um, the Hawks that one year had four All Stars. The Heat have had three All Stars whenever they had um, the, their big three. The Cavs had three All Stars. OKC had three All. I'm okay with three All Stars if that's if that's your best guys. I'm okay with it. It's when we start getting into like achievement awards and picking three just because it's the best team, even though they're not like best three. But All if, right. they're, if they're winning, I'm okay with it. I, I get what you mean, but I just there's not a team right now where I would put all three, two maybe three. Ugh. They're, they would have to be really number like the only teams that I would see having three would either be Phoenix or Miami, but Miami has too many injuries, and Phoenix really has the big two. Injuries aside, I would injuries. I aside, would even go as far as saying Brooklyn could have three because well injuries and COVID because if Kyrie was playing, he'd be an All Star. We would have James Harden. We would have Kevin Durant. I would take the big three from Milwaukee. I would take Jimmy Bam and Tyler Hero. I, I mean, I would, 
I would put all three of all all nine of those guys on the All Star team. All right, let's 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 shake it up to the West. I'll, I'll go I'll go first and just to see. So I would put Chris Paul and D Book both because yeah. they they deserve it. Yeah, you have to. I would put. Um, hmm. Luca, Luca wasn't a was Luca. Luca was a starter. Luca is not a starter. He's not. So I'd put him up there. Yep. I put Luca. Um. I put I put Ant in there. Anthony Edwards. Yeah. I put Edwards in there. Ugh. And then once you get down, it's like, ooh, is there? Yeah. Really? You're, you're kind of reaching at that. You're kind of reaching because I'm at four and I'm like. Is there yeah. anybody left? I mean, Mitchell is Mitchell. Mitchell. Mitchell is. Uh, he's hurt. he's recovering from a concussion, so, so he's he's missed six games, but he is coming back. So he, will, he will be back for the All Star game. I put Spider, Spider yeah. Mitchell. Yeah. Um, Golden. I mean, Golden State. What Draymond? I don't know if I would put Draymond on there. I would put Draymond on there. Just he's still doing big things in Golden State. So is I'm at, he gonna I'm be at, back? Huh? Is he gonna be back from injury? Who knows at this point? I mean, I have six right now, and I'm like, ooh, who's left? Yeah. Uh, yeah. well, no, then I would put um, Gobert. Yep. And then, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna put Cat. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm gonna put Cat. So yeah. I have Paul Booker, Doncic, Ant, Spida, Draymond, Gobert, and Cat. Those are my eight. And it, I had to reach for those last like four. So for my eight, I'm gonna put obviously starting off with Booker and Chris Paul. Um, I'm gonna put Gobert in there. I'm going to put Luca in there. I'm going to put Donovan Mitchell in there. Um, I, I hate to do it. No, you don't. But I'm going to put SGA in there. They're, You're they're not Jay Alexander. Ooh. Yeah, I, I hate. I'm not. I'm not a big fan. Really? But there's after just I not... recall, after I recall what I would fear our fans would remember. I think it was last week or the week before. You saying something that he is not even an all star on that team. I don't. I don't think he is. But I just think the West is weak. Right now, it is. I think he's going to get. A, I think he's going to get on by default. By default, I yeah. mean you got two left. I gotta go, Anthony Edwards. Okay. And then the last one, I want Cat to make it. But I'm afraid that Anthony Davis is going to make it just on his name. You know what? I if think it, Anthony Davis is going to get in on his name. If Anthony Davis does get in, that means they do not care about how many games you missed. They I only think, care about your name. I don't think they do care about how many games you missed. Because if if we're putting Luca on there, we have to consider Anthony Davis. Because Luca's only played 34 games. Anthony Davis has only played 29 it's not that much of a difference. It's not that much. So and we we do got to consider. I need to hear it. And Dame has only played twenty nine games. I don't think Dame is going to make it. 
I don't think Dame will make it either. He's he's playing really really bad this year. Is there anyone? Is there anyone that you feel could slip in the crack? Is there anyone? Hmm. That's a okay. So that could make it that who's who's just who's on the outskirts, but has a chance if they were to slip in for the West. You know, I really, this is like, and, and, and believe me, I'm really far reaching right now. So, so I, before we move on, let me, let me pull Ant off. I'm going to put Brandon Ingram on there. I'm going to, I'm going to put B.I. on there. Instead okay. of, instead of, um, I mean, Anthony Davis. New Orleans not doing so bad. He's still doing, he's, he's doing good things. His numbers yeah. are well for a team who's 18 and 29, but so who, who, so mine, I didn't because I didn't have Shea Gillis Alexander. I didn't have him, but at the same time, I wouldn't add him on the yeah. list because it's not that I don't believe he's not an all star. I don't believe he's not on a team where he's really making a difference. He's really not. They're 14 and 33 because if that were the case. None of the Houston Rockets players are getting out there. I wouldn't even add Jalen Green on there. No. And that's not, and I'm not saying he's not playing well. He's just, that team is 14 and 34. And I mean, for let, let's go with the East. I'll go with the East. I'll start with the East. So for the East, my one player who I would add that has, you know, could slip through the crack and make it i'm going with a player from the knicks and i know this sounds very blasphemous right now but you know what i'm gonna go with rj really i'm going with rj and here's why randall right now is hurting this team because of that big playoff run that they had like he has the numbers but Barrett 17 points per game 5 5.8 rebounds he's trying but Randall's taking too much and he's not it, it's it's not there I would put Barrett and that's a reach in it of itself but I have confidence that Barrett if he was on any other team, he would probably be making more of a difference than what he is right now with the Knicks. I could see that. My sleeper for the East, just because I have the guy at number nine, I it, it would be hard to argue him not being on there. I'm going to say LaMelo Ball is my, my guy that I think might get in. And I had him on the list. Yeah, listen, he's my number nine guy. Um, yeah, so I, I, he he would be the guy that I think would get him not on my list. So, and then mine. Um, you know, you had you had him on this list, and I didn't. I I would go bi. I would go Brandon Ingram. Yeah. He has been playing well, but like I said with RJ, he's on a team right now where your best player 
technically speaking your best player is hurt he's gained weight he's not really producing he's not even trying mm-hmm. i mean brandon ingram's pretty much the leader of that team and he's doing the best he can with guys who basically were lakers rejects not to be mean but that's the truth yeah that's that's facts and facts don't so, care about your feelings so brandon ingram would be that ninth my ninth player this might be a little bit too much of a stretch. How a far? Guy, this this might be a huge stretch. But if it does happen, then I'm going to take all the credit. I'm going to act like I knew this was going to happen for a fact. We're going to send this to ESPN so that they know that we were there first. I think Jonas Valanciunas has a chance. I'm, I'm really I'm, liking Jonas this I'm, year. I'm speechless. I really I, I like the I guy this year. I don't disagree with it. His numbers are really good. Like, I'm not even, I'm not doubting that. I think I'm doubting with the fact that with his, it's the same thing with Brandon Ingram. Valentinus, 18, he averages a double double every night, 18 and 12, with. Two and a half assists in a block. I think the only reason I don't see it is that his block numbers are really low. He's only averaging one block per game. And a man of his stature who can get a double double, I would think you could he could three block two to three block range per game. The thing that I think is mainly gonna keep him out or like really lessen his chances is how do you take two people off of a bad team? Like that's a tough, a tough call to make. Mm-hmm. But I, you I had Ingram he, already. Yeah, I think he's got a really good chance to to slip through. He'd be the only one I feel would slip through the crack. Because who, a, who else that is not doing so hot? You gotta have some forwards on there. So, like, who forwards and centers? Who else? Because we really don't have a lot. I had three, and they were my last. On Gobert and Cat, maybe Ingram, but all my others were guards. I had five. I had five yeah. guards and three, three power forward centers. And they'll they'll probably take four guards and four forwards. Uh huh. So I, I think he could be one of the top four left on the board for forwards. And it just depends, really. Yeah. As far just, as deserves. And we're going to be talking about who didn't make it, why they didn't make it, should they have made it. Trust me, we did this last year. We, we talked about it last year, even though it was really late. We, t- we did talk about it. We did mention it at one point. Yeah. Um... But uh, continuing on with um, news in the NBA, uh, I think you did see that the Kings are not interested in Ben Simmons no more. They're just over it. They're done. They don't want him. You know, like, why, why would they? They gave their best offer and it was pretty much laughed at. So here, so here's my thing: is 
is Philly asking too much for an asset who pretty much, and I'm, I'm not saying he's not taking over the organization. I'm saying that he's manipulating a system that right now is flawed. I think they're asking too much. It's it's not a his faults are not a secret. We all know that he can't shoot. He can't win a game in the fourth quarter. Um, can't do free throws. Cracks under pressure. We know these things. You, you have to take that into consideration that his flaws are public knowledge. But at the same time, Daryl Morey has has his price, and he's sticking to it, which is fine. Right. And I think at this point, we and we've we've talked so much about Ben Simmons. It's like we're beating a dead horse at this point. I would I would rather Daryl Morey stick to his guns and send a message to the league that GMs can can do this and keep their job instead of you know the message being that all I have to do is not play and they'll trade me wherever I want for whoever they can get. And Daryl Morey's sending the message that 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 doesn't work. Right. And I think he just need that he just needs to keep sticking to his guns because right now, I mean, it's it's proving it should Simmons is just kind of thinking that oh I'm going I want anyways and it's not the case man. What I think they need to do or what they're gonna do if. If they can get James Harden this offseason, I think they'll let him go for a fraction of what they want just because they don't need him anymore. If they could get some pick swaps or some unprotected first-round draft picks, I think they'd let him go if they get James Harden. Right. So, who knows what happened with there. And then we're we are going to move straight into the NCAA men's, men's side. Um... The rankings haven't changed, you know. We talked about them on Monday. New new rankings will come out on Monday. But the bracketology is new, and it's really new. I think Jake will like this. Uh, bracket watch top overall seed would still be Auburn, who's been on a tear in the last week, week and a half. First team out would be Flor- Florida, who struggled. Um, recently, and then the last team in would be the Ducks. Okay. L- uh, the last four buys would go to Creighton, TCU, Arkansas, and San Francisco. I'm not sure that really changed. I think it might have. I don't, I don't even remember that from the last one. Uh, the last four in would be West Virginia, San Diego State, North Carolina, and Oregon. I would rather them not get in than be one of the last four in. Because you know you would have to play a and they, yeah. they would get a 12 seed, not a 16, so. Well, the 12-5 the, the does produce, at like, two upsets every year. It does, so you would at least have a chance. Yeah, but I would rather them get to the NIT or something. Right. If you're going to, like, if you're going to be that low, you don't have much of a chance. Like, you, you might win the first round and the second round, but you don't really have a chance. I would rather, <laughs> I'd rather be at a lesser, lesser tournament. Top four seeds would be Auburn, Gonzaga, Kansas, and Baylor right now. 
yeah. Um, Duke would be a two seed. UCLA a two. Um, let me see. Purdue and Arizona would all be a two. It's interesting. I'm, I'm actually saying. okay with the rankings. Like they're not bad, but I think it's still like it's, it's still a little early. You know, we're still getting through the season. February is crunch time when conference tournament is right around the corner. By mid-February, teams are working hard for that title. Trying yeah, we, to get we still have a lot of basketball left. We still have a lot of basketball to get through, and it'll only get better once tournament time hits. So we are going to take a quick, actually, real quick. Um, so uh, before we go into commercial break, uh, there is uh, there was a story that came out that J.R. Smith, whom everyone should know, I deal with. I believe it was next. EL Sports Management Group. Yeah. So, let me see if I can find it. Oh, yeah. Pitch and Putt. Um, signs with agency for NIL opportunities. You really think he needs an NIL opportunity? That's what I'm thinking. Like, I mean, he's he's going to... Whatever, whatever they put his face on is going to succeed. People are going to buy it just because we know J.R. Smith. But I don't I don't see what his incentive is. But hey, but I, I, I agree with the aspect that he his face on a brand would help a lot of the brand. Any pro athlete part of a brand helps. It gets it out there, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, does he really need an nil? Probably not. I just I just think it it kind of. It's the same thing, say, if, like, you know, um, like if LeBron went back to college like to play LeBron football, Ohio State to go play for something. Yeah, and then, and then he picks up a, an NIL deal. I mean, it could just go to the next, it should just go to the actual, someone who's a part of that program. And athletes and college athletes right now are earning money that, you know, can help them in the long run and being a part of brands that help them and brands that they also enjoy. So, yeah. who knows happen. So, we're going to take a quick commercial break, guys. When we come back, we have our one-on-one Hooper profile with South Alabama women's basketball star, Jim Powell. So, stay tuned. Welcome back to the Hoop Jack Podcast Series, guys. And today for our one-on-one Hooper profile is South Alabama women's basketball star Jalen Powell. Jalen, it's great to have you on the show. Great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So how's the season been going for you guys? Um, It's been a different type of season for me. Um, I'm coming from a different program. And uh, here at South Alabama, we got a, a lot of new players, um, 11 of us to be exact. I think it's five or six transfers and six freshmen. So pretty, pretty new team. And 
we're just working on, you know, trying to work together and build our chemistry. But um, I feel like we have a lot of potential and we're just continuing to get better every day. And I've seen strides from us and we just we just hope to continue that as the season um, starts to get a little bit tighter now. Right. But um, you didn't start. Uh, you started playing basketball in North Car- in North Carolina. Where were you specifically, Raleigh, or was it somewhere else in North Carolina? Uh, yeah, I went. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, and uh, started playing basketball when I was like four years old. But um, I played my first four years at Elon University, and I got the opportunity to play an extra year because of COVID. So transferred down to South Alabama in the Sun Belt Conference. So. Um, it's been a good experience so far. Were you, so when you, when you started, so you started playing basketball at a young age, were, is, were you kind of feeling uh, other sports out or was it, I want to commit to basketball? Um, at the time, I think it was just like basketball is the one I liked the most. Um, and it came most natural. Um, my, my and she was in college and my dad, he didn't play in college, but he played, you know, throughout his his youth. And um, I just feel like that was a sport that like I I was the best at. So it's pretty much the one I stuck with for since I was like four years old, really. And then moving your way up, you played at Rollsville High School. Is that correct? Yes. So what was the competition like at that level uh, in because it was it, Rollsville is in North Carolina, right? Yes. So what was the kind of that competition like in that area of North Carolina? Uh, Super competitive. I honestly, like, I would say in, like, my class, the class of 2017, the toughest in the past few years for um, any class out there. It was just super competitive. Um, basketball for women, for women were, and girls were really, was really good. And uh, going into Roseville my freshman year, um, it's a, it was a brand new school. They had just built it. I was actually zoned to go to a different school until they had built it. Um, and then my freshman year, they only brought in freshmen and sophomores, um, to the school. So we played varsity with only freshmen on the team. We didn't have any sophomores at the time. So, uh, we played, you know, some of the best schools in the area with like, uh, Southeast Raleigh, not sure if you're familiar, but super super good school at the time and Nidale Heritage, a bunch of different other high schools that, you know, were experienced. And I would say, you know, I think that helped me a lot as a basketball player because it kind of was like, all right, Jalen, you just kind of got to put your head down and do the best you can because you're, you're playing against uh, juniors and seniors when <laughs> we're really just a bunch of freshmen um, just getting into high school. And I think that just kind of changed my mindset on how I play the game now. And you got to see that firsthand experience of what kind of that competition is like. Even as you said, your freshman, you got to see the level ups, but you also saw what you could out, what you can become, and what you can do. Right. Um, were you also part of the AAU circuit in North Carolina? Any EYBLs? Uh, I didn't play with any EYBL team, but I played on the Adidas circuit. Um, mm-hmm. Once I like once recruiting really started, um, I played with the Carolina All Stars. Um, and you know, before that, I had played with the what they're now called the Carolina Flames, which was EYBL. But I played with Carolina Flames, and I was surrounded like 
with all my friends at the time. And I think that kind of like held me back, like being around my friends. I, you know, I just wanted to be out there with them at the time. When I think uh, once I switched teams to Carolina All-Stars, the Carolina All-Stars, you know, reaching my full potential and becoming the best player that I could be. Um, because not to say I didn't have friends on those teams, but not as, you know, not, not as deep as connections as I did on my previous team. And I think that just helped me, you know, develop into a player that, you know, needed to get things done. So I think that was a big, a big move for me that helped me to where I am today. And when you were coming up to your senior season for your college decision, you decided to play at Elon Mm -hmm. really nice school. What was the decision to play there? Um, I would say the biggest thing about Elon, why I chose uh, that university was just like, I got to know the coaches like at an early, early time. I think they recruited me like my freshman or sophomore year of high school. And as like, I, it was only an hour away from home. So I was able to go to a lot of games and each year, like they got better and better. Like by the time I was a senior, they had won, um, a conference championship. And then my freshman year, we won a conference championship. So the growth, like, that's what I really like, liked about Elon. It was like, okay, this team is getting better and it's a winning program and a winning environment. And I run, I wanted to be a part of that. And at your time there, you were playing under head coach Charlotte Smith. Mm-hmm. How was her coaching philosophy been able, how was that able to help you while your time at Elon, both on and off the court as a student athlete? Oh man, she had a huge impact on my life just like throughout those four years as a coach and just as a mentor, as a like person to have in your life. Um, she she's all about, you know, helping us once we're once we're done with basketball. And I've I've learned so much from her about building connections and you know, all the things that you need to, you know, the skills that you need to have for life to to be successful. And then basketball wise, I feel like I, I learned so much from her. Like my IQ uh, is probably one of the longest just knowing things, uh, what to look for on the court. And she was super detailed and she helped me understand like what reads to make. And I, I could, I'm forever grateful to her for everything that I've learned and I'll, I'll continue to learn because I'll, I'll keep that connection forever. And I, I really appreciate her. Right. And uh, you had the opportunity to you graduated from Elon this in 2020, uh, 2020 or 2021. 21 gra- past May. So last May, you congratulations on graduating from Elon and you wanted to spend your graduate year at South Alabama. Uh, was it you kind of still wanted you still pursuing any your field in education or we did have that pandemic year where kind of gave student athletes that opportunity to kind of have a, uh, that was what you would, some people would say a free pass, but yeah, <laughs> extra year of eligibility and extra year of eligibility. But I do see that uh, being a student athlete, I want how committed you are to being what, what did you graduate with? Uh, so I got my degree, my undergrad degree in, um, marketing which is business business administration and then I got a minor in um sport and event management and I'm now getting my master's in sport and event management at uh, South Alabama 
Okay, so you're still using the opportunity that kind of college has to pursue a master's in sports. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then still having the eligibility to play basketball with South Alabama. Uh, and a new head coach uh, in Terry Fowler. How, is, how has he been an inspiration to you this year in coaching? Uh, he's been great. You know, uh, he's really taken me in and like being so, so much further away from home. Uh, he's made me feel really comfortable being here. Uh, you know, as a coach, like he's, he's a lot different than Smith, like he's a lot more like that, but I think it's helped me grow up a little bit more. Like it's not always someone else that has pushed me. Like I, I know the expe expectations that I hold for myself. And I think that, you know, he looks for that in his players is to be a player led team. And I think it puts more responsibility on us, but in the, in the long run, I think it, it, it develops characteristics that are harder to obtain when you have somebody who's on you all the time versus as uh, teammates, we kind of hold each other accountable a little bit more here. And with a lot with a lot of student athletes now being able to profit off of the NIL this since last year it was able to kind of student athletes being able to profit off of name and likeness and basically create their own brand mm -hmm. you've taken a big advantage in that with two products that I've seen there could uh, if there's more out there um, feel free to kind of correct me mm -hmm. I do support working with boosted biz with your logo JP the uppercase mm -hmm. J and lowercase P uh, for your name, which I think is really interesting how that company is able to kind of help you get that out there. What was the uh, kind of for the design? What was the motivation? Um, no, I kind of wanted something simple. Uh, and I, I, I looked at a different design. It, I think it was actually like a photographer's logo, which I'm, I'm into like the photography thing and all. Mm -hmm. And I kind of liked his idea and I kind of, you know, morphed it into what now and it also has my my number on the inside of the p and uh i feel like people call me jp so much now down here it's, it's just so fitting i wear my my sweats and my t-shirts all the time so uh it's just really cool to have that opportunity to you know have my own brand and like see my parents wearing it my family friends it's just like yeah you know you never think like well in the past you like this wasn't a thing where we could profit off this type of uh, opportunity. And now that we have it, it's just like, it opens so many, so many more doors. And um, just being like an entrepreneurial type person, um, it's exciting, excuse me, it's exciting to see like a product um, in real, in real life, see it, see it all come together. And I did also see that you are partnered with a product called Liquid IV. Yep. Uh, tell me more about that, that product, that brand. So Liquid IV, pretty much just like, um, I guess, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. Uh, you put it in your water or whatever liquid you want, and, you know, it helps hydrate you a lot more. And I've, I've definitely felt the difference um, after using it just – feeling more hydrated, more energized, and there's different flavors, different uh, uses of them. There's some just for like your immune health, um, some for strictly hydration, sleep, all those type of things. So like with my this being my fifth year, I think um, I've tried to tell, I mean, pay more attention to like my body and taking care of it. 
and what I'm putting into my body. And I think with Liquid IV, it's helped me um, be more hydrated and just, you know, pay attention to the things that matter um, right now as we're getting towards the end of the season, you know, injuries start to appear a little bit more. And I think um, with all the, like, the precautions and other things that I'm doing, it's helped help me maintain where I'm at since the beginning. And we had talked about this earlier. You're working on your master's degree in sport management. What's the plan for after your graduate year? Um, It's still, it's still kind of up in the air. I'm debating, like, trying to keep playing or just kind of – move on to a different type of role in sports. I, I for sure want to stay in sports, whether I'm playing or not. Um, looking for internships currently right now uh, to finish up my degree and get some experience in like team operations or whether it's social media, media relations, all that type of stuff. I definitely want to be, you know, still in that team atmosphere. Uh, like I enjoy it so much, just the time I spend with my teammates and I want to continue to have that, uh, as I, you know, start looking for my career, um, it's, it's just, it's funny. Cause I'm literally like signing up for internships current, like literally right before we started this interview, but yeah, I definitely just want to take, stay in sports and look for a role where I'm able to, you know, kind of be behind the scenes, but still very important to, to whatever team it is, um, to accomplish that goal. And my last question, and I enjoy asking this question at the very end um, to kind of hear a different perspective. What advice would you give to a high school hooper wanting to play at the college level? Oh, okay. Uh, great question. I think the biggest thing is just, you know, uh, I would say work ethic. You can't really get tired of the process of, you know, practicing, working out, because that's pretty much like 80 to 90% of what it is. Like you got to enjoy that process because, you know, you have games every now and then, but you're in practice every single day. So um, always, always stay, stay in, stay in love with the process. And then uh, lastly, what, what else would I say? Um, just be coachable um, at the next level or even in the high school level. And then once you move on from college or wherever you go, like into corporate America, you know, people want to be around someone that they can talk to and lead and give direction to. So being coachable is like one of the biggest things I've learned throughout my, my uh, college career is, you know, people want to be with someone that get that who wants to learn and um, accept what they're saying. So being coachable is probably one of my like my top thing. Um, something I still work on to this day is just, you know, trying to learn everything that I can from all the, I could say hundreds of people that try to help you throughout, especially throughout college. Like so many people are here to just to help you um, for your future. So you, you got to accept that and, and not take it for granted. And I think that's some great advice to have for not only for the next generation, but even for yourself, you know, you want to be able to kind of live that life and to, you know, have that same work ethic, no matter what. For sure. So Jalen, thank you for taking the time to come on the show. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how your work does with your brand with Boosted Biz JP, as well as Liquid IV and looking forward to seeing uh, how, how well you do after your graduate year in the sport management field. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate no problem. you.
We'll be right back with more Hoopjack, guys, so stay tuned. And we're back, guys. So I really would like to thank Jalen for taking the time to come on the show and make sure to check her out as well as the South Alabama women's program this year. Look, seeing them do really big things and look forward to Jalen in her future endeavors. So now it's come to the time where we always enjoy talking about, especially Jake, because he loves the seasoning with all of his heart, is our Dano's Deep Thought. And Dano's seasoning is one of probably the greatest seasonings out there not to just you know but fact i mean it could be your opinion but you know you all can be the judge jake loves it i love it you know goes on anything chicken steak you put it on anything i've seen them do danos with cheese it's like they bake the cheese it's and cover it with dano seasoning and it looks delicious it, yeah danos is just incredible and we've talked about it so much, guys. Make sure to go check them out. They not only get have the seasonings as well, but they have a piece that you can follow. And it's a steal. You can use the code, and it gets you great deals on bundles. It can get you a deal on spices. And especially try the hot chipotle. I tried it recently. I tried it a while ago with some chicken. Oh, my goodness. It was so good. It's just you the perfect guys, seasoning to put on everything. Right. You guys are missing out. So make sure to go check out Dan seasoning at Dano's dot. And make sure you use code HoopCheck. And for my Dano's. All Star Week. No. Kind of. They're, they're trying new things. And it kind of feels like it's the same old stuff. It's not. It's mainly for like celebrity takes like just you you pretty much watch it just to see which celebrity you can see about you know who and what they're doing what would be a because the NFL to do it with dodgeball they've done the obstacle course they've done you know the past you know game where they throw it to a target and get how many points would there be a ad that would make it more enjoyable I mean, wouldn't it have to be slam ball? They need like a slam ball. But I wouldn't use NBA players. I would use like people who are dedicated to who would do it. I think that would be interesting. I'm sure there's people who would do it. We, I would. Yeah, I would would love to get the chance to play. Pretty much it's helmet and pads and. It's a free for all at that point. And there's even a ref there too, so at least you know they're calling fouls. Yeah, I mean it. It, it would have to be. It would have to be slam ball. So slam ball. Is there anything else that we would add? Like they've added the Elam ending, but it's kind of mainly for the All Star game itself, just so that it doesn't two hundred and fifty to two 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 oh. 248. I don't I don't know what else they could add. Cause I mean, they're already doing a lot with the Rising Stars challenge. Even that one's kinda over the top. Yeah, it's, and that, that it's over the top. I don't know what they could do to Like at that point it's not really worth it. Yeah. But 
But um, yeah, I think I think it's just slam ball, right? Yeah, that that's really all that I could see making it better. Yeah. So that's gonna conclude our Dano's deep dive. Um, and now we've gotten to our fun little segment where it's our pure recover mindful moment guys we've talked about pure recover so much y'all just need to go get it it's cheap it's durable it's i mean how else would you explain it other than it's a great deal it's the best value really on the market for a massage gun and it's light it's handheld it's 70 bucks on the market Plus, if you use our code, it's basically 60, so it's like a steal, guys. Make yeah. sure you go to Hoopjack a purchase to get that kind of a deal for your body to just recover. And I think for our Pure Recover Mindful Moment, mine is basically, you know, especially this weekend, if you're on the East Coast, um, prepare for snow. I know everyone be safe. There's supposed to be snow for rain, but it's going to be snow so you are prepared make sure you are stay warm make sure you are also and if you're snowed in spend some time with your family you know play a board game watch a movie have fun just spend the time this weekend to run that's really it what about you jake Mine, it, it, it's kind of like a running theme recently, just with a bunch of a bunch of stuff that's just going on right now. Take care of your mental health. Talk to somebody if something's going on. Talk to your friends. Talk to your parents, brothers, sisters, coworkers. Talk to somebody if something is going on. Don't just let it marinate and get worse and let yourself stew on it. Just talk to somebody. Get help if you need it. And we and we talk it's a lot, guys. Comes first before anything. It's not okay to just let it bottle up, and then at one point, or at a breaking point, and then you just start yelling and screaming at the first person that you see. Because yeah, and no one pain no one demands back. to be felt. So if if you don't feel your emotions they will come out eventually so just talk to somebody so that's gonna be it for another episode of the hoop podcast series guys we love having sim i hope you guys enjoy our hooper profiles you know we love to give college athletes and even pro athletes the opportunity their story make have them you know we want to give everyone the opportunity to just have the time to come on the show, have the time for, to let it out there. You know, we want to hear their story on how they became who they are and sure holds for them because a lot of the athletes that we have on have great futures. And I do believe there's a couple, couple of announcements, um, will be, uh, you guys know, mid uh actually we'll let you know by mid to end right Jake. we should yeah, start probably getting mid-February. probably mid-february we should start getting on to that secondly um especially during um we know college basketball season 
kind of right now and everyone loves FanDuel or BetMGM or Caesar Sportsbook and I mean if you're of that age everyone's out there gambling and you know and especially out there if you are gambling please gamble responsibly don't if you don't have um let it fly money don't do it because at the end of that bet if it doesn't cash you're that let it fly money is gonna be i need help money yep so make sure to please gamble responsibly and make sure that if you do gamble um look up numbers look up stats uh i think i also do believe that eventually um hoopjack will be doing uh, a couple times a week or maybe even uh we'll give advice maybe we'll even show out what a suggestion we would do that either of us gamble but just like you know what we what we think could happen but you don't have to take our advice it's just you know a suggestion because there's do really are analytical about it could happen but Make sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere and everywhere. Your feedback, we like donate to the channel. Make sure to head over to at underscore to donate to a great cause, to donate to a wonderful channel that continues to grow each and every day. We hope to reach the 2000 play mark by, I would say, the end of February, right? I would say by the end of this month, we should be at 2,000 plays. So let's make that the goal, guys. So make sure to hit that play button so that we can hit that goal by the end of January. Because I think our goal was, what, 10,000 plays by the end of the year? I believe. Yeah. 10,000 plays by the end of the year, that's the goal. And hopefully reach the 50 active estimated audience to get more brand deals and more brand endorsements and opportunities like that it'll help us a long way guys a play helps a play a day helps the channel flow and helps the channel move to a positive course so make sure to keep hitting that play button make sure to support like follow whatever you can love you and if you want to ever be on the channel reach out to us we're not scary i mean jake could be but he's only when you talk about depends a certain on topic. what we're talking about yeah. depends on the topic but he's not scary i'm not scary you know we're friendly guys who love to talk shop about basketball we might give our opinion about you know one person will give an opinion about west virginia we'll talk about the lakers and you know we'll go on a tangent and we'll never end so we can improve on let us know what you like what we can do better Look. Remember, don't, don't be a bystander, be a hooper, and keep balling. Peace. Peace.